SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Welcome to your Extraordinary Life by Design, where each week we will dive into tips and strategies on how to incorporate strong self-care habits, which will help you create, design, and sustain the life you want to live with confidence, grace, ease, and flow, and one where you can wake up to each morning with gratitude. Hi, I'm your host, Leslie Godet, Mindset and Emotional Awareness Coach for Women. If you want to create healthy habits to support your overall well-being so that you can avoid the burnout, people-pleasing, stop chasing after perfectionism, avoid comparison syndrome, and chasing after every magic pill, then you're in the right place because these are some of the things we will cover as the weeks go by. So I hope that you're ready to take back your life. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Your Extraordinary Life by Design. I'm your host, Leslie Godet, and I'm really excited to be continuing my By the Grace of God Soul Talk series for this month of March, which is part two to the series. Today, we continue with the beautiful Kim De Silva. Kim helps moms bring the romance and spark back to their relationships like it was when they first started dating. Her clients are moms who describe their current relationship with their partners as a co-parenting roommate arrangement but they want to recreate the spark they had in the beginning, maybe even get them to bring her flowers again. With a background in lecturing Latin American history and Spanish, she also enjoys working with women in cross-cultural relationships or with those who are using Spanish as a tool to connect with family and community members. I met Kim in a women's Facebook community as well as a networking platform bringing women together for community, friendship, and business. We've had the pleasure of speaking a few times, and today I want to share her with you. I'm excited to get the conversation rolling, so let's talk to this beautiful lady. Welcome, Kim. It's really nice having you on today. Thank you, Leslie. It's lovely to be here. Uh, Thank you. I love having you here. I saw a post recently that you put up on your profile page about a recent podcast that you were on talking about partner care and strengthening your relationship. And I think that's so important. I think we forget that once we've partnered up and started doing life together, that the before doesn't have to stop like dating, doing fun things together, and you can still incorporate more fun into your life when you have children as well, bringing the family closer together and creating deeper bonds. So I love that and what you're doing with your business. So with that being said, please tell us about your journey, your story, how you happened onto what you're doing today, and how through your self-discovery journey, you are showing other women how they can rely on their partners, as well as get that much-needed support from other women in the communities that you are part of. Sure. My pleasure. So one of the things that people are often surprised about when I tell them is that I started doing relationship mentoring because I was doing language acquisition. So I was doing Spanish language acquisition and Latin American cultural awareness coaching. 
And what was happening was that I was attracting a lot of women who were in relationships with Spanish-speaking partners because of the, the heavy cultural component of my work. And when we would dig, dig deep into finding out why they wanted to learn the language, why it was important to them, a few things kept coming up consistently. One was that they wanted to pass on the language to their children. It was part of their children's cultural heritage. They wanted to understand their in-laws better. But underneath that as well, they were also trying to solidify the bond with their partner. And this was one more way that they believed they could do that. So what many of them were thinking were language and cultural barriers between them and their partners was actually male-female issues. And I think that that was a bit of a surprise for them as we dug into it. So what was happening is that I would be coaching people coaching women specifically around the language, but then we would also be doing, we'd be having these very in-depth chats about, you know, their relationships and what was working or areas that they they felt that they were experiencing challenges. And around that same time, I was doing coaching and I was learning um, different techniques that I could use in my work. And it sort of evolved out of that. One thing led to another. Um, I began to really, you know, I always say that we, we we say that God doesn't speak to us in a big, loud voice anymore, right? We, it, it, we have to be able to listen. Um, and I'm stubborn and I can be hard of hearing sometimes. <laughs> so in a way, I just kept getting these nudges and these pushes. And I remember at one point when I decided I was going to go into the relationship mentoring, I was saying to myself, well, this is a complete about turn. And I have never, this was never something I would imagine myself doing before. And as I got more and more into it, I had all these flashbacks to times in my life where I really wanted to help families. And that, you know, that for me is what it was. And even when I think back now about how I started the language business, it was to help families connect through language. So for me, that need to keep families connected was always important. And I think that still drives me now. And um, in many ways, what I do, it's for children. It's that idea of creating that safe, healthy environment for children to grow in, for children to thrive in. And that is where, that is where this work comes in. It's helping the, the parents. It's helping the couple have that loving bond that they can model for their children so that we produce another generation of people who have exposure to healthy, loving relationships and can hopefully recreate that in their own lives. Yeah, I love that so much because, and that's, I think, why we're so in alignment too with what we do, the the two of us, because that's really part of, partly why I do what I do, helping women to learn how to love themselves so that teaches them 
how to teach others how to love them and teaches them how to love other people. And I think with what you're doing, which is really special, especially when you started out with the language, I mean, language is really important. It's how words matter and how we say them. And especially when it comes to if there is that difference, like if someone doesn't speak uh, a native tongue, uh, but they 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 get together with someone who is you know not uh, of that that background. They want to be able to like blend the two cultures, but also keep them as part of the heritage for their kids, helping them like bring that forward because you don't want to lose that. You know, coming together is not about you know we're taking away from or we're going to lose everything of what we were from the past but it's bringing those together and blending it together and creating that new family dynamic and again like you were saying bringing families closer creating those deeper bonds so i love 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 what you're doing with that uh, but before we go any further like what you're doing like with this and how because there's some i want to talk to you more about like with this workshop that you recently did right. i want to talk about the before uh, before, like when you were growing up as a young girl, you know, what, what was your background? Were you, did you grow up in a home where Christianity was part of your upbringing, um, your, with your parents, your family, with your, with your entire family unit, or was this something that you found on your own? How have you found this to help you? Cause I know that faith is, you know, the foundation for you, for your business and how you, uh, especially what drives you to do what you do. So tell us about like the before Kim, you know, growing up and how you got to, you know, through life, how you, it brought you to this place. No problem. I was, I always say that I am, I am blessed to have been brought up in a home where Christianity was real and practiced. Um, my family, I was born into um, a Church of England family. And um, interestingly enough, all of my schooling, though, was Catholic schooling. But at least how it is in Trinidad, the Church of England and the Catholic teachings are there are there are differences, of course, but they are also very similar. So there was never any friction in that sense. So, you know, my my life was definitely, you know, God, religion, um, you know, understanding the word, uh, living in a particular way, that was definitely part of how I was brought up. Um, I would say, though, that for a long time, it was also kind of um, separated in the sense that, yes, there was church on Sunday. Now, because of how because my, my school was, was a very religious school as well, you know, it was part of my daily life, yes. But still, there was this sense of God is in one place, schoolwork is in, in another place, and social life might be in a different space altogether. So it I didn't have that blending of the three as much and for that matter once I left my um my my high school I felt this kind of void because um my school had uh, I don't want to get too into all the technical terms but there was definitely space where we would spend part of our day in prayer and it would be open you know you could go and come as you please or whatever and now kind of being out in the real world without that that kind of uh, set time for reflection, I did feel like I, like I missed it and I didn't quite understand how I could get it back. And I think for a long time, church then remained and religion then remained like on the something to do on the weekend. And it was only, I would say, maybe even in the last, the last, um, after I had children, my own children, and I realized, oh, no, I mean, I kept... 
I think that's the thing when you grow up in a in a particular faith, you know, even if even if you there's a sense of disconnect, you know, that ritualistic practice, there are things that you know to do just because you've done it for so many years. And I I want I was able to kind of and my husband was also is also Catholic. So we kind of just passed those things on to our children. And at some point we kind of realized, well, no, we need to kind of we need to embody this a bit more because this isn't just something that's you do it because you were taught to do it. You have to understand why you're doing it. And then I got to this space with my business where I was like, well, God, I've been given so many blessings already. It seems wrong of me to be asking for more blessings. It seems wrong of me to complain or not be happy with what I have right now and be wanting a different type of life. So I went through this this period of conflict where it was okay, I'm trying to live the right life. Um, I, 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 I couldn't marry it. I couldn't marry my desire to build my own business with, you know, what I thought, what I thought God wanted from me. And I'm, I have to be very careful how I phrase that because, you know, um, I have a Christian mentor as well. And one of the things that, you know, I, I was asked to look at was, was I making God my excuse? Was I trying to tell God what where he fit into my life as opposed to being open to understanding where I fit into his plan? So in a way, it was like, well, I can't achieve in my business because that's not what God wants me to do. And it was like, hello, that's not what I'm saying. Stop putting words in my mouth. <laughs> so, and it, it was a wake-up call for me where I... Oh, Leslie, it's so it's so hard to like put it into words sometimes. But it was like it, it's it was almost like a revelation one day that this was all part of one plan. That you know, my relationship with God, my relationship with my family, my business, it was all one and the same. It was all part of serving my purpose and it's not my purpose that I chose it's my purpose that was actually chosen for me and it's about me now following it accepting it and even things like you know even being here today and talking so openly about my faith was not something that I imagined I would be doing several years ago in fact, as a small child, I would hear stories about people who went out and talked about the word of God. And I'd be like, oh, that's nice for them. I'm not going to be doing that. I'll I'll do the things I'm supposed to do, but I'm not going to be telling people and preaching to people. And then, yeah, here I am where I'm interacting with, you know, absolutely wonderful women who bring faith into their business. They bring faith into their life. They it is part of who they are. They don't try to compartmentalize it. And I am, I am so blessed to be you know, around these women and to be learning from them and to be putting it into practice in my own life. So it's, it's a journey. <laughs> I know we're nowhere near the end as yet, but I am, I am enjoying it, even if at times it is uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, I can so relate to you though. So, and you know, it, the funny thing is like we go back and we look at our life and how it brought us to where we're at. And especially to, uh, I did not grow up with that, um, in a Christian home, but I knew that I had, I was exposed to different, um, experiences 
around faith uh, through my whole like younger years, but it didn't really, I didn't really fully understand what was happening. I, I knew that I was being, as they would say, pursued, but I didn't understand it. And I had many people come into my life, you know, random people start talking to me and I was always open to hearing what they had to say and open to listening. But again, it's when you get to, especially when you're as an adult and, and, and when you're in, you start, you know, you understand that faith is really a big piece of who you are. And uh, now you're starting a business. I know, I remember, you know, faith for me was the weekend thing. You know, I called myself a sometimes Christian because it was like Sunday was the time. And then it felt like the rest of the week, what I didn't have that relationship with God. I wasn't waking up and having conversations with him and diving into the word to understand. And when I started really recognizing that, like you were saying, not about him fitting into my life, but me fitting into his plan. I love that because I really resonate with it, even just as recently when, you know, I have like a prompt on my phone that says, you know, spend time with God. And yesterday, what I did was I dismissed it after the first buzz. And I woke up feeling so convicted this morning and apologized for, because I re- recognized and I had these conversations with myself saying, yeah, what if, what would I have, what would life been like if on the day of, you know, when it was, t- Jesus was going to go to the cross and he said, well, wait, wait one second, actually, there's something I want to see. Like, I want to do something first. There's like a part of the world that I decided I want to go and investigate a little bit more. So I'll get back to you guys. And that would have left a whole bunch of people uh, maybe sinning that day, uh, dying that day, like even like the, 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 the one on the cross who turned to him and said, remember me. And him being saved you know, because he had faith then, but what if he had not been on the cross that day? Do you know what I mean? And I recognize, I was like, I know it seems maybe people might say, oh, why are you talking about it this way? I would say it's because I reflected on the fact that I decided to press dismiss or I'll, or I'll hit the snooze a few times before I'll get to it. And it's like, he doesn't do that. He doesn't hit snooze before he gets to us. He will, maybe not answer us immediately in the way we want to hear it, but it doesn't mean that he's not listening and not trying to guide us. I look to God as my GPS daily. Like how can, how can he show me how, where to go, what to do, what to say, the people I'm meeting. So I love that you said that it, it really resonated so much. And that again, recognizing that I'm not, he's not fitting into my life. Okay. If I look at it that way, it's not right. Um, I've been given such, we've all been given such an incredible gift, whether we accept it or not, that gift was done. It was the, the, the actual act was done for every human being, regardless of whether you believe or you don't. Mm-hmm. And when you accept that as the truth, then of course you get this additional amazing gift. But uh, just recognizing that it just, I realized, oh yeah, I'm, he's not fitting into my life. I'm fitting into the plan he has for my life. So if I can recognize that and then allow him to be my GPS of sorts and, and follow him and have him lead me and show me the way and meeting, like you said, these incredible women in these communities that we're a part of and building these relationships, you know, it is all about relationship building. And I think what happens a lot of the time, with the people call it a religion when it's really a relationship with God. It's not a religion. He didn't come down to say, this is my religion. No. He said, this is, you know, he's giving us 
this gift of community of of being you know one with him together to creating like what you're doing is what he's had a plan for us all along which is we're not to do life alone and he wants us to be going through life you know together in community and deeper bonds but it's a really you know hard world out there so with women like yourself who've recognized that with relationships and how you want to build help build up these relationships really important and it helps the younger generation go out and build their own family units and have deeper bonds and create this unity this this community and i, and I love that so thank you for sharing that because it's really nice to know where the, a person came from as they've gone through their journey uh in life uh up to where they're at now um, so, which brings me, tell me about this recent workshop that you, I think you actually ran it today, uh, Make Your Partner Your Secret Business Weapon. I, I, as I said, I think it's really important work, especially with what your messaging is, is around, how to turn your partner into your secret business weapon, even if they aren't as supportive as you'd like. That in, in itself is something I think that a lot of women are learning how to do or struggling with how to do, to address that, to get that support from the people in their lives that they may not get exactly what that is that they're doing. You know, I can relate to that myself because when I first started out as an entrepreneur, my husband really didn't understand. Well, he doesn't really fully understand even today, but but what helped me was to acknowledge that piece and also giving myself permission that he doesn't have to understand what I do. All that I need from him is his support to encourage me to do what I love doing. So tell us about that. Sure. Actually, right before I have to let you know that I also have an alarm on my phone that reminds me and I've set it for times of the day when I'm usually a little bit frazzled. So I'm like, right, check in. And so you just gave me a very good reminder as well. When that alarm goes off, really make that pause. And Absolutely. So, yes. Um, the today's workshop, and it's the one that I've been talking about a lot this year, is how to make your partner your secret business weapon or how to get your partner to support you more in your business. And and it's like you said, sometimes our partners, they don't really understand what we're doing. Um, also, as 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 we evolve in our businesses or as we evolve as people, even in our faith or just in general, sometimes our partners aren't quite seeing it until we start to practice it. So I know for me, when I started my my journey into entrepreneurship, my husband was like, okay, that's interesting. You know, you're doing languages. You've always been a language person. You know, you lecture in languages and history. That makes sense. And then there I was talking about relationships. And he kind of started giving me the side eye. <laughs> and it was like, um, what exactly are you doing? Where how are you, how are you qualified to do this? What is going on? And for a long time, I couldn't answer those questions because I didn't know. I myself was trying to figure it out. And because I was trying to figure it out, in a way, I wanted him to kind of tell me it's okay, you can do this. I accept you. I love you. I, you know, I approve of you. But you know what? I wanted all of that from him because I was struggling to find it from me. And ultimately, there's only one person who loves us, approves of us, accepts us, and you know, blesses us, and we are theirs. There's only one, there's only one person. 
that that is. You know, if we're following God's path for us, then we have all of the approval that we could possibly need, all of the acceptance, all of the support. Um, that's the person we have to please in this world, in this life. You know, he's who we have to please. So when it came to kind of getting my husband to come around to this, I realized that I had to be showing that I was fully committed to my business and my dream. And so I started putting those things in place. I started showing up on a daily basis. I started putting the work in. I started making the connections. I started going on those calls. I started doing the work and really immersing myself in that prayer. Because I remember at one point I would be I would be anxious about meeting people and talking to people about, um, you know, or getting on to sales calls about, you know, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? And eventually I had to learn these calls aren't about you, Kim. These calls are about the people you're called to help, that you're called to serve. And when I made that mental shift, like this isn't about me, this is about other people and serving others. That was a, a total revelation. And then it was like, okay, God, take me, take me, guide me. You know, you brought these people to me. So you are clearly equipping me to help them. And then it was a totally different Kim, I feel in many ways that showed up. And my husband noticed that. So then he got to the point where it's like, oh, she's not joking about this. She's, she's serious. She's committed. And you know, I got more serious about how I spend my time. This is what I tell my ladies as well. You know, sometimes your partner is there and they it's not that they don't want to support you, but if you are in a healthy relationship, your partner actually wants to spend time with you. But then when you're busy all the time, you have no space for them. Then you're going to get the resistance. Then you're going to hear the objections. But the objections don't come like, Honey, I want to spend more time with you. The objections will show itself up in different ways. That may be more abrasive and that causes friction. So one of the pieces of advice I do give ladies in that position is that set your time boundaries very carefully. Make time for your business. Make time for your family. Make time for your partner. Make be present in each of those spaces because when you when you have you know your work time and you're committed to your work great when you have your family time and you're committed to your family great when you have time with your partner and you spend time with him or her fantastic each part of your life is important and you have to give it its attention and be present in it and personally, one of the things that I found worked for me very well was that I um I decided what were my what were my values. So you know, I I know that I want. I, I told I told you, Leslie, I have my I have my little alarm. So I have like I said, you're right. I have to put my my God time in, and then you know, it's a it's a it's a conversation with him all day long. But sometimes you just you you do need to give him that just that quiet where nothing else is going to interfere. So I have that blocked in. I have my business hours blocked in. When my kids come home, that's their time. And then I set a very strict bedtime. I try to abide by it. And I've even told my husband, okay, my bedtime, I have to get off of my computer by 9, 9.30. And then, yes, he will start hovering around and telling me, well, time to take it off. And then, yes, it's time where it's uninterrupted time for us, however we choose to spend it. So that's a, a little takeaway you can take with that. 
on that aspect. Yeah, I love it. And I love the fact that now he's recognizing how important it's almost like he understands also that self-care is that one part of self-care is like he's looking to saying it's time. Come on, Kim, it's time for you to get off of this. It's time for you to let your brain wind down, to let yourself start to relax so that you can go to bed, you know, feeling a little bit less uh, wound up. And I think that's really important. And that's part of like getting, having your partner supporting you. You know, that was part of, partly for myself. What ha- was so helpful is when, you know, my husband in being able to articulate to him what I needed was I don't need you to understand what I do. I just need you to support me. And, you know, and also he's taken it like you were saying with your husband, he's taken it a little bit, you know, further with making sure that I'm eating right or, you know, because he does all the cooking um, or making sure that I have eaten or making sure that I, you know, take time to get away from everything else and take time to have fun and and uh, connect with him. So really important. I'm so happy that you that you shared that because I really do love what what you are doing, especially with relationships. You know, there are a lot of people out there that talk about relationships, but I really think that the way you approached it from first the language part and recognizing that you know, people with the, the cultural differences, but who were with men and or women who spoke a different language and wanting to be able to be able to mold, to like melt their lives together, but in a way, a beautiful way to be able to, to, you know, take from both sides and be able to infuse that into their life and for the children's sake so that they can take it forward. So I think that is amazing. Um, before we go, uh, what's something that you could share today to inspire women, those who may have similar story to yours, that there's hope and that they can get the support from their partners that they seek? I would say the believe in your dream and your purpose and your passion. Our partners are there to protect us. They want to protect us. Sometimes they feel as if they even have to protect us from ourselves. And this is where you have the chance now to show yourself and to show them, I am committed to my purpose. I have, there's a bigger reason for what I'm doing. There's a bigger purpose to my business and own it. Step into it unafraid. I know it's not an easy thing to do, but it's where you start. You start by making that decision to take ownership of and commit to your business. And your partner will, if you are in a healthy, loving relationship, your partner will follow your lead in that regard. So own it. Embrace your purpose. Start doing it. Take those actions every day. And your partner will come along. He really, really will. Or she, depending. Oh, no, I think that's that's amazing. I really love that. Thank you so much. It's been really such a pleasure speaking with you. I'm sure that the listeners really got something really good from this conversation and hearing about your story and what you're doing. 
Uh, to my listeners, be sure to check the show notes for all the ways that you can get in touch with Kim, especially if you're looking how you, to really get that support from your significant other and have more harmony in your home and your business. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a beautiful week, and I'll see you all again next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing your energy with me. I would love to stay in touch, so let's connect. Please follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If you liked this episode and what you are learning, please head over to whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on and give me some love so that I can reach more people and help them. And if you want to have a conversation around what you are learning because you feel like you could use a little more insight or possibly see what working with me could look like for you, then be sure to reach out to me at lesliegoodettecoaching at gmail.com and let's set up a quick 15-minute chat. For now, I'll see you next time. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, shining our light Women's Inspiration Network. Solwyn women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Solwyn, shining our light Women's Inspiration Network. Solwyn women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.